I would ask how I look, but you know what? It doesn't matter. You look fantastic. <laughs> hey, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. Sorry, I got to close the door. Bonsai just snuck out. I'm Kyle Rizdahl. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this Thursday. It's 21 September 2023, actually, is what it is. Holy cow. You're the only person My today goodness. who didn't sing it. All right. So by now, you know Wait, that. Sorry, is there a thing? Is there a thing with 21 September? Yeah, the 21st night of September. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day, Kai. If you, oh, the, yeah. if you remember da, da, that 21st one. 21st night in September. Yes, it's Earth, Tem- Wind, okay, and Fire right. Day. Okay, all right. I didn't, I didn't, I know the song. I just didn't know it was 21 September. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, well, now you know. Once again, you know. Kai Rizdahl, old man on the pot. All right, anyway, never Which is mind. funny because I think that song is older than me. <laughs> no, it's definitely, Anywho. I think it's older than me too, although we shall check. We shall check. Anyway, go we ahead. We shall check. Go ahead. All go right. Ahead. Go ahead. So, by now, you know that Thursdays is all about listening back to some of the big stories of the week. And so we have some audio clips lined up. We will get into what was said and what wasn't. And uh, yeah, let's just go to the first one. Uh, Speaker McCarthy needs to find a way to do his job, which is um, to pass a continuing resolution or bills. So there's no reason. We've got a good, strong economy. It has a lot of momentum. Inflation is coming down. The labor market remains very strong. We really don't need a shock to the economy. (sighs) Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury, talking about Speaker McCarthy, uh, Republican of California, uh, who is in charge of leading the fractious mob that is, uh, that's not actually pejorative because that's what they are, Uh, fractious group that is uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives. We are, I think, nine days, nine and a half days from a shutdown. Um, So in all seriousness, the, the, the last thing that she said there, those last three words, forwards. Shock to the economy. That is not what we need. Right now, this economy is growing. Labor market is slowing like the Fed wants it to. Consumers are for now still spending money. Everything seems to be generally fine. But if you have a shock to the economy, that could all go kerflooey and we don't need that. That's what I got. Yeah. I mean, McCarthy is really running out of options today. They tried and failed again to move uh, some legislation through, at least to get some defense funding through, I think. Uh, And no. And (laughs) it I think the argument there was that, you know, who's going to vote against defense funding because everybody likes defense funding. But, you know, the Republicans uh, who are opposed to this, you know basically saw it as a political ploy and they were like no because all this other stuff is going to they're going to attach a mini bus to it in the senate and then we're going to be stuck with this you got you got to tell you got to tell people what a mini bus sorry. is sorry back yeah, it's all right. <laughs> So since we regularly fail, we being Congress, regularly fail to pass the 12 appropriations bills necessary to fund the sliver of the federal government that gets paid by mm-hmm. this process, um, Usually what ends up happening is they lump all of those bills together in what's called an omnibus. And when they can't get an omnibus through, they take maybe two or three of the appropriations bills or maybe four, a couple, whatever they can manage. And they pass a minibus. And that is what I mean. And so some of the Republicans who have been opposed to um, these deals were worried that – 
if they passed this defense bill that once it got to the Senate, other things would be attached to it. And then the stakes would be even higher when it went back for them to say no. And it would be harder Mm -hmm. to it was just like a political conduit for something else. So McCarthy's really running out of options. Politico uh, had a piece today where they were like, this is the week where McCarthy has been throwing everything against the wall and nothing is sticking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, I don't know how he's getting out of this one. It'll be interesting it, to watch. It, it is arguably the worst job in Washington. Truly. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. Next one? Yeah. Yep. Next I one. I deeply apologize to writers. I deeply apologize to unions. I deeply apologize. That would be Drew Barrymore, actress and talk show host. And that was her very tearfully apologizing after she announced her show would go back on air without their writers who are on strike, as is most of Hollywood. And she's now reversing her decision and postponing the show until after the strikes. She was not the only one. Uh, There were a couple of other shows that were going to attempt to, you know, do their do their seasons and continue to put out content. And I guess they figured that since they were talk shows, that maybe they wouldn't be so caught up in the, you know, boycotts and things like that. But no, 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 no. So she got a lot of flack for it. So did the other couple of talk shows that tried to go back on air. And it seems like they're all backing down also. It will be very it'll be a very interesting fall content wise because the catalogs are running low and right. we're getting ready to get into the time when there just won't be any new stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's why I got. How, so how is I, it in, in L.A. right well, now look, with all I this mean, happening? Because you see I, it. Well, I, well, that's the thing. Unless you're actually out on the west side of town, you kind of don't mm. see it and you don't quite feel it okay. unless you're in that industry. And that industry is hugely important in this town and it's costing the Los Angeles economy like $5 billion to date. It's been 140 something days, right? So it's a, wow. it's a very big deal economically, right? But it's also very specific to a, a part of town. But just to get back to the... Um, to the Drew Barrymore thing, and also the Bill Maher thing. Here's another one, and there was mm. one more who said they were going to come back. I don't understand how she and they thought this was going to end any other way than them getting absolutely piled on uh, and yeah. having to reverse course. I just read I the room, know. you know? Read the room. Yeah, that was— I don't get it. I, I was surprised, too, when I first saw the announcement. Yeah. I mean, do you really yeah. want Fran Drescher coming after you? Come right, on. Right. And look, and Drew Barrymore's <laughs> been around a very long time. She knows, you know? Yeah. I don't get it. And now she really it. knows. Right. And now she really knows. Exactly. And, and we should say, by the way, apparently, and I, I don't know where this stands given, you know, where we are at 345 on a, on a Thursday. Talks are apparently happening and they're going well. So who knows? Fingers crossed. This oh. might be solved and everybody can get back to work. This is specifically, I think, the writers. And then they go to SAG-AFTRA next because SAG-AFTRA uh, mm-hmm. is also on strike. That part of SAG-AFTRA. Well, and uh, then there's the video game folks who are seemingly oh, yeah. getting ready. Oh, I forgot them. I forgot them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one, please. Facebook and Google had both actually developed this this very technology internally. Mm. They both created apps that you could take a photo of somebody or even point a phone at them in the real world and find out their name. And both companies said, wow, this seems like a 
it, it seems too dangerous to release. We don't want to be the ones to put that out there. And so what Clearview AI did wasn't so much a technological breakthrough as an ethical one. So I interviewed a New York Times tech reporter named Kashmir Hill uh, this week about her new book, which is called Your Face Belongs to Us, um, uh, about this company called Clearview AI, which, as she said in that clip, didn't really invent new technology for facial recognition, but took it well beyond the bounds of what is ethically accepted in the tech industry um, and is using it now with police forces and others to basically rip away the last shred of privacy. And in point of fact, you can be walking down the street and this company's uh, uh, technology can instantaneously identify you. And there are very few interviews that I've done in however hell long it's been that I've been hosting this program, which just scared me because it's, it's truly, truly um, uh, a little bit dystopian, actually. Uh, it was really worrying. That was indeed a very disturbing interview and it folks who haven't heard it should definitely go back and listen to it i'm gonna get the book myself because not that i want to have nightmares but it's it's interesting because i hosted the tech show for a year i knew i i know these things in the abstract i really do Mm -hmm. but to hear her talk about the specificity of it and the real world deployment. And, you know, we often talk about and we've talked on the show about how China uses this kind of technology and just the ability, how easy it is to scale up a surveillance state. And we effectively kind of have one, even if we just want to kind of cover our ears, cover our eyes and, you know, not pretend that it's not here. But um, I think about that often, like whenever we have to take new headshots or whatever yeah. or we do like and I've and I thought about this when you know we do the live show like there's a lot of video of us <laughs> out there oh, yeah. on the internet a lot of images of our faces and things like that mm-hmm. and one of and, the and downsides <laughs> of the amazing jobs that we have right is the shredding of any kind of expectation of privacy because you get that public figure label and you no longer have an expectation of privacy. <laughs> and, and honestly, we're not even famous, man. So, you know. We're not. We're uh, not. But still, uh, like, yeah. y'all, yeah. anyway. Anyway, um, there you go. That was depressing. So, yes, it before was. we go, <laughs> let's, let's have this last one because we need it. You can sing along, Kai. I'm not singing. You remember? I did my singing. 21st night in September. Come on. It's a beautiful song. Oh, so I'm stone cold. Okay, I'm not going to subject you to the whole thing, but that was Earth, Wind, and Fire's 1978 hit. That's when it came out. Uh, September. And it never. <laughs> Just, I haven't been fully like online today, so I missed all the memes of people dancing and and doing the reveals and stuff that I know always come around. But I I very much enjoy this annual thing that is Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. It entertains it, me. It, it it's somehow it seems impossible, but I did not know that today was Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. But I, whatever. I, I am, know by the way, older than this we had a version of this conversation almost we, verbatim last year. Really? I, I want to go back into the archives oh because I feel like we had this exact conversation. We were I'm like, a, I'm a what do you fish. mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire I'm a, Day? I'm a goldfish. 
I am a goldfish. All right. It's all right. We've got a lot of information in our heads. All right. That is it for today. So please join us tomorrow for Economics on Tap. The YouTube live stream starts at 630 Eastern, 330 where Kai is on the Pacific Coast. And it will be so much fun, even though it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire Day tomorrow. It's a day after, which will also be fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's a little embarrassing. Don't try to take my small shreds of joy. No, 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 not at all. You do your joy. I, I totally get that. Today's episode of Make Me Smart was produced by Courtney Bergsinger. H. Conley assisted their audio engineering by Juan Carlos Dorado. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Our intern is Neil Bandy. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. So funny. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> don't remember at all man that's crazy that's crazy squirrel we all want to be our best selves but it can be an expensive journey from experimenting with alternative medicine i was working with a natural holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost to splurging on fast fashion i was spending like all my tips i was definitely spending like two hundred dollars a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.